Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. Hold. Girl, you done started, didn't you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Your girls have been to New York City this weekend. And we had the best time. It was wonderful. We just want to be part-time residents. For real. Grab your best gal pals and take a girl's trip. You need it. Get you a credit card that you can pay off in a timely manner that gets you flight points. And don't tell Dave Ramsey. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot. (laughs) But for real, though, we love you, Dave. Thank you for Financial Peace University. But the flight went out When you were what? When Hunter and I got engaged, someone gifted us Financial Peace. And it really, really did help, for sure. Oh, good. But we do have a Southwest card that we pay off. Yeah. Not that it's anybody's business. But we also get them flight points. That's right, honey. We be traveling. That's right. We be traveling. For free. Yes. Yes. That's the goal. That's all I'm trying to do right now. For sure. We are making up for a year of nothing. Let me tell you, I really realized last week before we went on our trip to New York that because 2020 was such a hard season and just like I felt like I didn't get to do the things that I really loved, I just watched the Lord redeem all of it. Praise God. By the end of this year, I'm like, I've taken 10 trips. It's like every almost every month going somewhere. Jet setter. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. But I feel like I know somebody out there is just like and because people tell me all the time like you're going somewhere now where are you going you know what are you doing and i'm just like it's okay because this is what makes me happy like i love to do it and yes. i'm very thankful that the lord has provided a way for me to do what i love absolutely to explore the passion we might be that he's broke given me. after a trip but we sure did have a good time i ain't never gone hungry <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> my bills are paid yes honey <laughs> well today you guys if you've been following us on instagram or listening to um our episodes and you're caught up with last week you know that this week is our relationships q and a q's brought to you by you a's brought to you by us and here <laughs> is your disclaimer that we are not therapists or experts Mm-mm. or theologians. Mm-mm. We're just having a real conversation with you guys. Hope you're okay with that. We ain't even got a degree in the Lord, but we got a direct line to him through the Holy Spirit. So, you And you that, do too. You remember that song? Jesus on the main line. Tell them what, what you, you want. want. Yes. yes I'm, my mom used to sing call that to Call him me. up and tell him what you want. Honey, you better call him. Yes. Nandi's gospel. It was a good Slapped. Time. It seriously did. <laughs> it seriously did. Okay, before we get started, if yes. you if you guys know we love TikTok, all of the like, <laughs> our God is an awesome God. Like, yes. But I did not realize that the first version I heard was the Kirk Franklin. <gasps> what a blessing! You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And so, like, I was like, I didn't realize like the fast version. Yes. So the first time I heard it, I was like, wait a minute. This and if for you guys who have not heard both versions like one is very slow like our god is an awesome god he reigns and then but the kirk franklin is like <laughs> it's like it's it's crunk like it's like oh i'm it's a dance a for jesus yes and it's like everybody's our god is an awesome god he reigns from heaven on yeah it's like it's the remix <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is it's oh a, my gosh kirk franklin stop Excuse oh my me? gosh. JC, are you with me? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's isn't it wild how we can have so such different experiences like just my by based on the music and church. Would get down to stomp when I was like 6 years old. Honey, wish I could. I remember skating around 
on my rollerblades that I got for Christmas listening to that song. I love <laughs> that. my driveway. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. So it's like that was the type of music that was like mom start playing through the speakers in the house. Yeah. And it's like that's the, the sign. Y'all better get up. It's time to clean. I'll never forget one time my dad came home. And, and we're both preacher's kids, y'all. So, like, the classic cringe, like, that you see, we might as well have been homeschooled <laughs> in the much. 90s. No <laughs> offense to anybody who was, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, we ain't here to judge anybody. We're mm-hmm. celebrating it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Veggie Tales, I mean, I, I'm here for every bit of it. But I remember my dad coming home with this CD. A, mm-hmm. Or, no, it was a cassette tape. Oh, my gosh. Of DC Talk. <gasps> and it was Jesus Freak. Yes. And I remember thinking... This is church music. Gosh, <gasps> this is awesome. And we like my my parents were youth pastors for a very short time when I was probably like four or five. And so I got to go see Newsboys and wow. uh, Mercy Me, oh Nicole C. Mullen. It was like all of them in this one big concert, third day. That's insane. And I was just like a little kid, like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And it was Newsboys with Peter Furler, the original. Yeah. Uh, Australian guy yeah. who was so awesome. And we love Michael Tate, who's the lead singer now too. But um, he was in DC Talk at the time with Toby Mac and I oh can't remember the other gosh. guy's name. But um, anyway, that's that's some wholesome times right there. So good. That's really like the birth of like modern day contemporary Christian music. True, true. Because I remember way. it really has. I remember the first time hearing a Hillsong song and it was Shout to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Tears. See, I grew up on my my dad loved like old school country blue like bluegrass gospel. Yes, and my mom liked very like I don't know there there's a better way to describe it, but like black churchy gospel. Yeah, they're very different vibes. So like I grew up, both are immaculate. Yes, like yes. the Gaither family band. Like, oh my gosh! But my I also grew up on CC and BB Winans. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard CC Winans collaboration with Lauren Daigle? Girl. Literally two of my favorite people. I was like, how does this not happen sooner? But thank the Lord it got here. I think Susie Winans has gotten better with age. I agree. Every bit of it. Her voice is so rich and just like, what a gift. We need to go to her church sometime. For sure. Absolutely. If she's saying, um, oh my gosh, never lost. I would (gasps) simply pass away in the congregation. That version, guys. Mm -hmm. Y'all know I'm talking about Torrin Wells. mm -hmm. um, Elevation Worship. Does it, um, but CC has a version of Never Lost and it, it will take you to church. Sure will. Help get me through the, help, it really helped to get me through this pandemic. You're right. You introduced you know, that version to me and I remember I just listened to it over and over. So good. Yes. If y'all have any music suggestions that you love that you worship songs that are on repeat, shoot them in like and leave them for us in our DMs so that we can add them to our playlist. We haven't updated the playlist in several months, so we apologize. Yeah. We've been busy, y'all. We're boss babes. We're doing the best we can. Yes. But we're so glad that you're back here with us for another week. Yeah, let's get into it. That, that, this was a long intro, but worth it. Worth it. A little uh, history of contemporary Christian music. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, we're answering your relationship questions. There were so many questions. We picked seven. Yeah. We did get some questions that were non-relationship related, mm-hmm. and y'all just know that Liz just dropped her glasses and <laughs> everything's fine. Um, we will get to those. It might not be this season because we do have the next three episodes planned out. But, um, yeah, we'll probably make the first episode of season six Q&A. That's not set in stone. Season six? I'm like, <laughs> who is she? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Our three year anniversary will be next year. Girl, don't even. Look at the Lord. I know. This has been the best time. I know. For we sure. hope you all have enjoyed it too. So, are you going to get started? Yeah, let's go. I'm going to ask you the first question. Okay. Liz. Yeah. First question. Okay. What's your advice for waiting for the right godly man? Ooh, honey. Now, let me just give you all a preface that this is where I'm at right now. Yeah, maybe we should both do that. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I guess to, to answer this question, um, I'm going to reference something that happened during our um, our trip to New York. <laughs> so we stopped by Chanel and Macy's, and I find the most gorgeous lipstick color. And they are out. They are sold out. It's Every store. 
I get online and I'm looking everywhere. I finally did find it, but good. I didn't know that. I think yeah, I'm really excited about it. But I was I told um, our our friend Grace and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna get another gun. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna settle. And I think that that attitude is that I'm not going to settle for anything less than God's best. Amen. But also keeping in mind that baby, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like, don't get me wrong. While you are waiting, work on yourself. Yes, honey. Ask the Lord to reveal how you can how you can be better prepared to be a spouse, how you can be a better servant of the Lord, how you can be a better witness, how you can be a better mentor, how yes. you can be a better mentee, how you can just be Amen. better in all facets of your life so that you can walk into that relationship that you're so patiently waiting for with so much love and wisdom and way less baggage because we all got some. We all do. And we so, all got closets that need cleaning out. Absolutely. So work on yourself. That's really in the good meantime. advice. I think too, like, just so y'all know, like the playing field here, like Liz is a strong, independent single woman, being a boss woman in Nashville in her own home. I'm so proud of her. Thank I, you. I brag on her all the time to my friends. Oh my I'm gosh, like, she's same. my friend. <laughs> and then I feel like the weirdest unicorn in that I really did not date a lot in high school, but your girl goes off and gets married when she's 20. Love. Which I look back, girly. We were children. What in the world? Love it. I had people ask if we were pregnant. What? what first of all, the audacity of people to ask such questions. I'm like, even if I was, it's none of your business. But no, I am not, ma'am. Right. Anyway, that's mm. another story for another time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting people's business. But um, anyway, uh, so Hunter and I have been married for seven years. And we have had so many highs. We have had lows. We have literally grown up together. Because mm-hmm. we met when we were 17. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, very unexpected, like, it would it would be so cute to have the story of like we did get married when we were twenty, but we've known each other since kindergarten. Nope, we met when we were seventeen, got married when we were twenty. Um, we just knew that we were the one for each other, and I know everybody's like, "What do you mean you just know?" I remember my mom telling me that mm-hmm. and me getting mad at her and being like, "I have no clue what you mean." Yeah, I'm very upset. That I don't know. (laughs) And then one day I knew. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the case for everybody. Like some people, you know, marry their best friend from high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I did not expect it. There was nothing romantic whatsoever. So I think that there are many ways to get to the same destination. Mm -hmm. And that's my advice for waiting for someone is because you like when you're waiting and when you're living life, you cannot look to the left or to the right you have to look at the lane that you're in. Mm-hmm. So if you're dating someone and you're not satisfied with how that relationship's going, like you need to take that for what it is and not just keep dating them because it appears to be the right thing. Or it's comfortable. Or it's comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Um, the same with if you're single right now and you're really eager, and I know what all of you are going to say, that's easy for you to say you're married. Well, Liz, honey, out of her wise mouth, she just said it too. Why would you want to get into the thing that you want, which is a relationship or engagement or ring by spring or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it be the wrong thing? Mm -hmm. And you have the contentment, the false contentment of having a relationship, but then you have a lifelong discontentment of it being the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like that sends chills down my spine. That's scary. So while you're waiting, like Liz said, I encourage you work on yourself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> write down like write down what you're grateful for in each season. Like, yeah. please disclaimer: Hunter and I don't regret anything. Of course, we talk about all the time. Like we were 20 years old, we were crazy. <laughs> like, what in the world were we thinking? We regret nothing. We are very content with our lives. But also, we have the conversation sometimes of like, oh, we really didn't get the college experience of like living in a dorm and. Mm-hmm. You know, finding ourselves. I went straight from living with my parents to living with my husband. Like one night, yes, one night, the night before I got married, I was sleeping in my own bed in my mom and daddy's house. And then the next night, I was on my honeymoon with my husband. Crazy! (laughs) (laughs) 
And trust, I loved living at home with my parents. Like, there was nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So I'm not here to judge or say anything's right or wrong. But now looking back, hindsight, yeah. it's always 2020. And we're both like, oh, that would have been cool. We missed out on that. Yeah. But we are so grateful for our marriage, too. But I'm saying all of that to say, do not discount the season that you're in. For sure. Don't wish it away. Don't wish it away. Oh. Don't like you mm-hmm. will look back at such sweet times of your life and even during hard times and think, this is what I learned. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I wouldn't go through that season again. Or you may look back fondly. It's it's your life. It's mm-hmm. your own experience. You can't compare it to somebody else's. But um, don't wish it away. Yeah. Like if you're in your early 20s, you'll never be in your early 20s again. If you're in your early 30s. You'll never be there again. What are things that you can do in your life in that season that you would never be able to do again? Maybe I'm doing it. Yes, you are. I'm like, that's Our jet setter. That's right. That's right. That's why I stay busy. Well, even like in my case with with the thing that, that Hunter and I, I guess the season that you would call us waiting on is being in the waiting period of not having kids yet. Yeah. And... We're doing things right now, pre-kids, mm-hmm. that we know we will not get to do until we're empty nesters again. Yeah. So even though we're so excited for that time, we're not wishing this time away You're either. Using it wisely. So I think that that's just good advice for waiting in general mm-hmm. is be grateful for where you are now. What can you improve about yourself for where you are now? What can you learn in the now? And... You never know what God might be getting you ready for. Amen. You really never know. I think, too, like remembering how much God loves us Mm -hmm. to protect us from certain seasons Mm -hmm. too soon. Yeah. And if you're seeking God, if you're in step with the Holy Spirit, everything's going to come to you at the right time. Mm -hmm. But don't get me wrong. I hate waiting. Waiting sucks. It does. Yeah. Are we allowed to say sucks on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. <laughs> Just hear a bleep. <laughs> They'll be like, what did she say? <laughs> I've never heard that before. <sighs> Next question. Yeah. How do you move on from a breakup that you wanted? Ooh. I don't know, girl. I'm just kidding. Low key, low key, but high key. I'm just trying to, I feel like that, that feeling is applicable to a lot of different things, actually. A lot of decisions, like, Mm -hmm. I think that having like decision anxiety is very real, Mm -hmm. whether it be with relationships or work or life decisions. And I think that sometimes we can have that, that moment where we're like, did I make the right decision? Because now I wish that this was not the case. Yeah. You know, especially when it's a breakup that, that you wanted and now you're, um, you're grieving. And And that's okay. It is okay to grieve something, you know, is coming or something that you know is the right thing because there's also things you're not just losing the things that you didn't want. You're losing the things that you loved too. Yes. Like with, and this applies to rather like romantic relationships or friendships or, you know, you change jobs and you miss your, your old work family, but you knew that this job is a better opportunity for you, whatever it may be. Um, I think that moving on part is recognizing what you, why you needed to leave and what you're recognizing, what you're gaining. Yeah. That's right. From, from like, I think about specifically from romantic relationships. If you knew that this person that you love and care about so deeply um, is not the person that God has for you, but they're still your best friend. Yeah, those feelings just don't go away overnight. They really don't. But we also have to recognize that, yes, this hurts now, but if it means that it gets you one step closer to something greater too. And I mean, I know everyone has mixed feelings about this, but I also believe that when there is a mutual understanding that not all relationships have to end bitterly. Oh, I completely agree with you on that. That I still like, I had breakups in high school where we became friends afterwards. Mm -hmm. I can actually think of two distinct ones where Mm -hmm. like we would hug upon greeting Mm -hmm. and it was not romantic whatsoever. Mm -hmm. 
It can be done. And I would hug them today. Yeah. If I saw them. Yep. Now, some of that might have taken some time. And that's okay if it takes time. And that's okay. Also, too, I think that, like, remembering not to betray yourself mm-hmm. in your decisions, like, at this, you kind of have to hold two things in both hands. Like, yeah. in one hand, hold the good times that you're grieving mm-hmm. and maybe even the familiarity or the comfort that came from that relationship. And then in the other hand, hold the reasons why you knew it wouldn't work. And you can grieve the good while realizing the bad at the same time and not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. Like, yes, you can still recognize that was such a sweet time. And I learned so much from that person and I have a lot of respect for them and love for them. But also, in the other hand, I don't need to be in a relationship with them because of X, Y, or Z. And if you keep going back and forth, like, I I, I personally never had a relationship where we broke up, got back together, broke up. Like, I had friends who had that pattern a lot. I personally did not see a lot of those working out Mm -hmm. that were, like, completely repetitive breakups. That's just, I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that's what I Mm -hmm. saw. But also... Remember not to betray yourself in that if you have a feeling, especially if you feel like it's a Holy Spirit or intuition feeling, that you are not supposed to be in a relationship, but you're letting the good times and the good qualities overshadow that feeling, then red flag, red flag. Oh, for sure. (laughs) The TikTok red flag trend. (laughs) Like, (laughs) facts. Yes. Like, what's your red flag? But, um, but yeah, don't betray yourself, and especially don't betray your intuition. Oh. No. But and it's, it's okay to be sad. Well, it's more than the, it, the intuition. It's just the Holy Spirit talking to you. Yes. With reason, with purpose. Wisdom. Yes. Yes. Never once has the Holy Spirit led me wrong. Yes. And also, I would encourage you, like, I think that there is a time for reaching back out to that person. But if you're feeling extra vulnerable and like that, you know, you're not supposed to be in a relationship with that person. Maybe it's good to create some distance there. Yeah. For a little while. Um, to get some clarity for sure. I hope that that helped answer your question. I think it did. And don't sell yourself short. True. Like if you knew that you're supposed to break up, remember that. Yeah. You're doing the right God thing. I gave you a brain. You're good, girl. Mm-hmm. You have discernment for a reason. Yeah, you're more powerful than you know. Absolutely. Um, so here's the next question. How do you have an open conversation about faith with your boyfriend? Okay, so we're not here to be the chuggy um, helicopter church moms I just here. love that you use the word chuggy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you ever see stuff on social media mm-hmm. where you're like, it may contribute to, like, the toxic purity culture that comes along with, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast, like, just very shameful dating advice. Mm-hmm. We're not here to shame. That's right. We're here to spit facts. Yep. Depending on how important your faith is to you, which I feel like anyone who is a Christian mm-hmm. would always want to say it's very important to me. I think it should be one of the first things you discuss even before dating. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to sit down and be like, okay, I just want to tell you that I believe in God and Jesus. Like, don't be weird. Like, you don't have to be weird. (laughs) Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Like, no, they're going to run away. Like, I think when God becomes part of your life in a more serious way, and I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, People want, first of all, people can detect that and people know. Yes. But then also, like if you're, like we talk about keeping in step with the Spirit, literally the whole chosen message, like realizing that God has more for you Mm -hmm. than just checking off a box of, I am a white Caucasian female with brown hair, green eyes, and I'm a Christian. Like, Mm -hmm. no, God wants to come in and change every part of your life for the better and give you purpose Mm -hmm. and have a daily relationship with you through the Holy Spirit abiding within you, you know, as you're getting to know each other, it doesn't have to be weird. 
saying like, hey, this is something important to me. Like, I invited Jesus to be Lord of my life during this time in my life. And maybe even share like how, um, maybe even share how that has affected you in a positive way. I'm sorry if I stuttered my phone just rang. Oh my gosh. I know that y'all can hear that. I'm so sorry. It comes up on my computer too. This is this has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> How? How? Um Anyway, I'm so sorry, but just I feel like naturally bringing it up in conversation the best that you can. Mm-hmm. Um and listening for their response. Well, I think there's there's a few memes out there where you just kind of like say some phrases to test the waters. Yeah. And it kind of cracks me up, but it's also high key kind of true that when you're, we, you might say, oh my gosh, yes, praise God. Or you'll be like, <laughs> won't he do it? God is good all the time. And you just like, <laughs> you're yes. waiting for that response. But also, um, I think it's really important just before you even start that conversation. But it sounds like for the person that submitted this question that you're already in that established relationship but just having a check-in and being like, hey, I really just want to share my feelings specifically about the Lord. Like, you know. I'm not trying to be weird. I'm not trying, I'm not to, be trying weird. to, like, you know, it could be, push anything on you. I just want to give you my experience. It could, it could be on the back on, on a back road drive. It could be you just sharing something that was really intentional. Like, I, for here's an example. I was talking to a dear friend of mine about my father passing away last year. Yeah. And, of course, God is very much so intertwined within that story, which led to a conversation about God. Um, And someone who is of strong faith will typically respond back with something that is reflective of, you know, the the love of God that you just showed in in your conversation. But if also, if you're to a point where you don't know how they feel about their faith, it's also okay to be like, Hey, I'm so glad that you've been coming to church with me. Like, you know, this is how I'm hoping that I will grow in the next season. Yeah. What, how do you hope to grow? It doesn't have to be a, a, like a judgmental kind of stance. I think that people think that sharing your beliefs is pushing them on someone. And that's mm-hmm. not the case whatsoever. Um, we tell people our favorite coffee orders like like anybody asked. Like if something has changed your life as much as Jesus has. Exactly. You can tell people about it in a positive and uplifting way and not in a degrading way, mm-hmm. which is witnessing. Dun, dun, dun. So if you're already in a relationship with this guy, I encourage you to bring it up because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to should you or anything, but it sounds like Jesus is important enough to you mm-hmm. already that you're already concerned about that. And I think that that's a good place to start. And typically, the people that truly care about you will care about the things that you care they about. They sure will. They sure and will. And will want to hear you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a great relationship tip. That Just a way to bring up the conversation. You know, it doesn't have to be, hey, I need to talk to you. Yeah. It can just be like you said, like you're grabbing ice cream or you're singing songs on a back road on a Saturday night, driving mm-hmm. in the car with the windows down. Yeah. And you're like... I just want to share this with you. This is a big part of my life. And I hope that you respect it. And I'd love to talk with you more about it if you're open to it. Yeah. Um, This kind of brings us to our our next question and um, some thoughts that Liz and I have about this Mm -hmm. advice-wise is how do you only show faith alone in a relationship in a healthy way? And I'm just going to be completely honest with my opinion Mm -hmm. as it aligns with God's word. I feel like if you're a believer and if you're wanting to take your faith seriously, I really think it's important that you seek out a a mate that believes the same way that you do when it comes to Jesus. Yes. I do not think that two people who, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying what I opted to do. The Bible does encourage us. Mm -hmm. Um, this is in the Old Testament, but it is referring to believers and non-believers. Mm-hmm. This scripture is taken out of context a lot. Yeah. But it is talking about pagans and um, children of Israel, like people who believe in the one true God, which right. is the God that we serve. And the word says, do not be unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me that 
in order to go to the same place, like when you think about a yoke, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. if you don't know what one looks like, Google it. It's like these two things that oxen get in so that they can go to the same place together and get more work done. And I think that that's exactly how relationships should be when it comes to our faith. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine going through some of the dark times that I've gone through in the past 10 years of knowing Hunter if he would not have been a believer with me because we have, because even though if anybody knows me and Hunter, we're the most different people. <laughs> we're so freaking different. Like he I love it. is an accountant and I own a fashion boutique. <laughs> Can you just visualize what we must look like? Like <laughs> we're seriously polar opposites. Like yeah. He's like collared shirts every day. I'm in some kind of bohemian dress with Doc Martens. Like, <laughs> we have the most different ideas of fun you know. music and fun activities. Mm-hmm. Opposites really do attract. Yep. But there is one thing, and, and other things, we really do have similar interest when it comes down to the nitty gritty. But our faith yeah. is the foundation of our relationship. And with making decisions and with going through hard times and with navigating life, I cannot imagine if he couldn't be there to pray with me and for me mm-hmm. and encourage me. And same with him, like sending scripture or like even just being accountable of being a good person. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you have to be a Christian to be a good person because I know a lot of great people who are not believers. So mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. But I encourage you girls, like, it may seem impossible. Like, you may think, all the good Christian men are gone. Like, I know it's easy for me to say because I've already got one. But trust God for that. Yeah. You do not want to be going opposite directions. Like, I'm not saying morally or anything like that, but it's just something about being hand-in-hand linked up with someone who has the kingdom in mind. It's like being on a tandem bike and you're both pedaling. It that's exactly what instead it's like. of one of you just pedaling for the yes. two of you. It's a life is a burden. It it's is. So it's hard. Heavy. And to, and for you to set God as your foundation and for you to hold up someone who's not standing on that same foundation can be really exhausting. Yeah. When the going gets tough. And when you're in the nitty-gritty and when you are, when you're like, I need, I need help. I need, mo- I, I need motivation. I need someone to carry me. And to those who don't, who aren't standing on that foundation, carrying you can be, get real heavy, like on sinking sand. Have you ever tried to walk on sand and you've been Girl. walking for a long time? You're not walking on the, on the hard sand close to the shore. Yeah. On the soft sand. Have you ever tried to run on that? It takes so much effort. I know. And you're like, you're ready to quit so much sooner. Yes. Walking on on soft sand versus walking on concrete are two completely, fully different things. Yes. And that's not judging somebody's character. It's just, if you know what it's like to trust and rely on the strength and the peace and the joy that God gives, Mm -hmm. the world cannot give that. Um, Like, as hard as we may try, we Mm -hmm. cannot give that. Um, So... For, for our question asker, how do you show faith alone in a relationship in a healthy way? I don't know if it's possible for a believer and non-believer to have a truly successful relationship without the firm foundation. It, I think it can. Hear me out. I think it can be done, but it's hard. Yes. And I'm, I'm reminded in this moment of um, a story that my, my dad told me when um, about one time my dad was, wasn't always a believer. <clears throat> And um, was actually quite wild in his youth. And Girl, that's all right. Right? But my, my grandmother was always a believer. But my yeah. grandfather, I don't know if he really was a believer or not. Yeah. One day my my dad comes home from a night out drinking with his friends, being wild. Yeah. And sees my uncle, his only other brother, in the, in the house and says, where is everybody? And my uncle responds, they're at church. And he goes, where's daddy? Like, he's like, I said everybody's at church. And he's like, well, where are you going? He goes, well, I'm, I'm headed to church. And because of that, he got dressed and he went to church too. Yeah. And the moral is that normally his dad was not in church, but because of that leadership and that, that collective, 
they both went to church together. The whole family then went to church. Yeah. All that being said is that it can you have can you still have a successful and healthy relationship? Yes, but it's like only being able to drink half your glass. You're yeah. not getting the fullness of what God would wants really for you. Yes, I completely agree. And and please, I hope that y'all, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know our hearts by now. Yeah, we're not judging anybody. No, 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 we're not judging you. But also to the girl who's wondering if she can convert her boyfriend or husband. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have to know yourself. I think you have to know God. And I think that you need to be have full awareness of where the other person is as well, because love is blind. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, a relationship can turn into a rescue mission or even, I hate this word, but it's it, this is what I've experienced before is babysitting. Oh, my gosh. And it, a girlfriend or a wife should not be a babysitter to your spouse or boyfriend. Yep. And it gets old. And... It feels discouraging and it feels very um, shallow. Mm-hmm. And I totally appreciate the effort made by someone dating to try to dip their toes into Jesus <laughs> and to being a believer for that person. But the thing is, you want them to do it for them. Absolutely. At the end of the day. And so I think that just having a self awareness and protecting your heart. Um, is the most important thing. Follow the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit. If it feels right, and if it feels like they're trying for them because they genuinely want a relationship with Jesus, great. If it feels like they're doing it just to make you happy, ugh, that can get very sticky. And then you get into the responsibility of, y'all, I'm saying this because I've been there firsthand, I'm not going to break up with this person because if I do, they're not going to have a relationship with God. The pride. It's like a one-way ticket to Prideville. Yes. And you do not want to be in a toxic relationship too long because you're worried about that other person and what they might do or if they'll forsake God. Mm-hmm. That is you, someone else's salvation of whether or not it's sincere or not. It's not your responsibility. It's not your burden. That's the Lord. Only the Lord can change hearts. Only the Lord can change hearts if that person wants their heart changed. Mm-hmm. I fully believe that God uses people every single day. Sure does. But if if in the process you are falling into toxicity and getting torn down, that is not the Lord. Do you think the Lord would tell, tear you down Mm-mm. so that your boyfriend go to church? Mm-mm. That's for somebody. Okay. He won't tell you, period. Let me preface. He won't tear you spiritually down. Maybe physically. Yeah. I'm like, look at Paul, like, riding from yeah, prison. Yeah, there's a, but, exactly. But I'm talking about make you an ugly person on the inside. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not, not going to happen. happen. Not going to happen. No abuse. No, Absolutely not. That's a episode for another day. Sure Girl, is. you run away from that. Okay. Um, here's another question. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, run. <laughs> run. <laughs> Um, how, how do you transition from being strictly best friends to being a couple? I love this question. Me too. I think that it's the perfect transition. Yeah. Because you need to be good friends with the person that you're coupled with. You're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. You better be friends. But I do understand what you mean. Maybe you're worried about the risk of being a couple. And I think that you just need to... Maybe have an open conversation mm-hmm. with that person of, is the risk worth taking? Yeah. I, I remember this was many, many years ago, even having conversations with old friends of mine and then being like, you know, I had the biggest crush on you back way, way back during this time. And it was like, oh my gosh, I had the biggest crush on you too. Shut up. And it was like years later, like five years later after all that had happened when we were younger. And it's just like, Oh, if only we had communicated how we really yeah. felt. And I think that applies in this situation too, that if if you were in that transition and it's already happened and you guys are already a couple, just like being open and, and communicating about 
expectations and and what's you know what you're looking for and what you're wanting and you know um knowing each other's love languages so that you know but whenever your best i think friendship is such a strong foundation um yes i think it's it's honestly a gift it's a commitment saying that i'm caring about you even when i don't when it's not fun and sometimes when i don't like you but because i love you and that at the end of the day, I know that you're my partner in crime and I will do whatever it, it takes to protect you and to have your back yes. and support you and celebrate you and cry with you and stand with you and fight for you and fight with you. Like That's so good, Liz. That's what it's about. So you've the hardest part, I think, sometimes um, when when being in a, in a relationship is that, that friendship part. And sometimes I even find myself being like, can't we just skip to the good part where we're already friends, like where Literally. we're already besties? And I can call you and be like, this is what happened to me at work today. I need your advice. Instead of having to do the, well, how long are we? They took 20 minutes to text me back. Do I text them right back? Is it too much to double text? Just, honey, just, just, just said, just be like, you know what? We're, we're just going to go into this. Like, it's not even an issue. You already know my heart and my character when it comes to it. And it sounds like that's where it might be where you are. If you've already been best friends and now you're moving on to being a couple. I think open conversations really do set a really great expectation and boundary mm-hmm. for future conversations as well. Like, let's just say you're in this, which you didn't elaborate on this, so we're just assuming this. So I hope we're not assuming falsely, or I hope that this does help someone that this is your situation. But let's just say you're really good friends. There's some flirting going on. You kind of feel that it's more, but you don't know. There's a lot of talking. There's a lot of maybe going to dinner or hanging out or whatever, and you just don't know where you are, have the conversation and say, hey, I don't mean to be weird, but what are we? Be a little bold. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is them say, I think we're just really good friends. And then you're like, okay. Okay, thanks for letting me know. And it may sting a little. Don't get me wrong. That hurts your pride a little bit. But uh, I think the reason that I married Hunter is because he was so upfront with me. Hunter is. He checked my one box. Don't play games. No, yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember him telling me, he was like, oh, I'm inviting you as a date. And I was like, oh, wonderful. That's great to know. Oh, my but gosh. But I know that, you know, as you get into your 20s and, you know, different relationships come about in such different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that it is good to set a base layer of communication. So in the future, when things come up, you could say, hey, I feel like I might have broke you the wrong way when I said this. I hope I didn't. Did mm-hmm. I? And, like, just starting like you can finish yeah, is the number one thing That's for good. any relationship for me. Like, just setting good boundaries, good expectations. Like, this is how I am. Showing your true self in the form of boundaries and expectations just right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And that way people know what to expect from you. And they know what not to expect from you. And they know that you're not playing games. Yeah. But if you're already best friends, they already know what they're getting. Yeah. And they said, I want it. And that's wonderful. Good mm-hmm. for you. I hope that it all works out. We wish you the best. For sure. Um, next question. We have two more questions. Best Christian advice for newly engaged couples. So I've never been engaged in my life. But I'll share something. Go ahead, girl. Y'all know I always have an opinion about everything. But... Um, <laughs> I think one of the best ways, one of the best things about engagements, I love to see when couples already begin to really take that, that partnership seriously. Yeah. In that moment saying like, yes, I want you to be my husband. I want you to be my wife. And here are the, here's the foundation that we can now begin laying for our marriage and how we pray together and how we study together, how we conduct ourselves when we're together. Our expect, very, very clear expectations for, how I want to be communicated with or, you know, what's okay, what, what's not okay. Understanding each other, how you handle conflict. Yes. What, what, how does your, how does your future spouse behave when they get upset? Mm, I, Cause you're going to be living with this person. Here, here's another thing that we'd always talk about. What's your, what's your financial situation? Oh girl, that needs to be talked about. It's got to be talked about. What's I'm your like, baggage? What's your baggage? You got to figure it out and know what you're walking, walking into and it's not like a we're airing our dirty laundry to call each other out. It's because your dirty laundry is about to be our dirty laundry. We're in this together. 
Yeah. And pe- so people do not realize that the yours and mine becomes ours. It's an in ours instantly. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I love, that's what I love to see is that, that those steps being taken to really merge your lives. Not just saying that we are now, yes, we claim each other, but we still have our personal lives and our personal feelings and everything is still separate. But that beginning of merging things together. Um, so I, I, I just encourage you as a newly engaged couple to have those hard, even seemingly hard or awkward conversations um, and to just be very intentional with that time thinking of what are the habits that you would like to see long-term in your marriage and how can you start them today? That's wonderful advice, Liz, because it really goes hand in hand with what I was going to say of don't focus so much on the wedding. Oh yeah. I know that it's such a happy time. Mm -hmm. I y'all I've planned five weddings. I used to work at a florist and I, I just planned my sister-in-law's wedding and it was so much fun. I'm a wedding gal. I'm all about a good wedding. And I loved planning my own wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was a great day. It was a wonderful day. However, don't just think of your engagement as preparation for the wedding, but it's preparation for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I learned something new about Hunter all the time. <laughs> and we've been together <laughs> for almost 10 years. And I'm just like... I'm so thankful that during our engagement that we fought like dogs. We we never had argument while dating until we got engaged. And oh it's gosh. because we started having those real conversations mm-hmm. of like, well, what about this where we live? And how's it going to be with this in our kitchen? And even the dumbest little stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. obviously not big enough to cause us not to get married. But sometimes the, it can be tense and it can be weird Talking about like, well, I expect this, and these are my goals for the marriage. Um, I'd encourage you to do marriage counseling. Oh my gosh! It's not something. It gets such a bad reputation. The word counseling. It's not something that you do as a after measure of fighting or you know anything bad in the effects of your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's preventative. It's exactly. like a whole change. It's it like is. A it's good to co- to have that safe yes. space for you to individually and collectively talk about what's going on in your marriage. Yes, and understand like someone from out from the outside can see very clearly. Yes, and you're like, here's some things you might want to be aware of. You're like, oh, this might be the root of something else, or there's a miscommunication problem that I didn't even know existed. Exactly, counseling is a wonderful thing. Exactly, and there is no shame if. You are newlyweds, and you're like, we want to go back to counseling. Yes. It might be a good thing to revisit it, you know, every yes. once in a while. Absolutely. And there's no shame in that. There's None. nothing wrong with that. Um, and I encourage you to, like, ask hard questions about the climate of your marriage. Like, what about finances? Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Like, what about sex? I just said the S word. Like, <gasps> S-E-X. I'm sorry. I should have spelled it out. Um, <laughs> I should have given a trigger warning for kids. It's too late now. I know. <laughs> Just go ahead. Just make something up, mamas. You're going to do a great job. You got it. Oh, you got this, mama. <laughs> but, like, also, not only just those technical things, but actually relational things, mm-hmm. too. Like, ask questions like, what What makes you smile? What makes you feel good when I say X to you? Mm-hmm. Or what's something that I've said to you lately that didn't make you feel good? What's an act of kindness that I did while we were dating or engaged that you remember the most? Mm -hmm. Learn your love language. Mm -hmm. That's good for anyone to know at any stage of relationship. Oh, my gosh, yes. So that you can know how to love someone better. There is the five love languages quiz for free online. Just Google five love languages. Mm -hmm. It would basically be like two people trying to speak to each other in a different language expecting them to understand the other one Mm -hmm. and they don't so like my love language honey you can sweet talk me and i'm eating out of the palm of your hand (laughs) words of affirmation if you compliment me i'm yours yeah Yeah. if it's genuine hunters is quality time so i can be sitting next to him on my cell phone and that's not quality time yeah he can like say um honey dinner was good and i'm like but how good yeah 
on a scale of one to ten, was this the best meal you've ever had? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just the way that we need to be loved, and right. everybody deserves to be loved in the way that they receive love. So, highly encourage that. Mm-hmm. Ask the hard questions. Get marriage counseling from a pastor or therapist that you trust. Yeah. Um, seek out wisdom from other. Like couples. Ma- other couples or like other married people that you know and love and trust who will, yes. who, who will pass on the wisdom of the Lord to you also. I think also too, and, and this is a really sweet little reminder. Oftentimes families are referred to as a mom and dad with their children, but mm-hmm. you're about to enter into your new family of you and your spouse. Yeah. A family can be a family of two. Mm-hmm. I've been a family of two for seven years and it's really weird, the whole leave and cleave thing. Yeah. Like, especially if you get married as young as I did, and you <laughs> still feel like a kid. But you are putting your spouse first. Yeah. Of course, God first. But then your new little family unit. And that's second. hard because, like, when you're single, you're just like, it's all about me and what exactly. I want to do and how I like it and what I want and when I want. And suddenly it's... I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for what's going to make them happy. For sure. What's going to make what's them a better make our person. family the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I did not do as well with that transition of being focused on me. Because your whole life is like, where do you want to go to college? What do you yeah. want to do with your life? And um, then you're linked up. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing if you could realize that. Yeah, as early as possible. Um, the last question is about work relationships. Yes. Yes. Work relationships are are such a unique thing. Uh, I re- always laugh at the at the memes that are like, "Here I am with my with my like fifty five year old best friend from work," but <laughs> yes. sometimes it really does it it really is like that. Um, from a couple of different perspectives, having work relationships like work friendships and. Um, it's such a thing because even, even in working, we were, I don't feel like we were supposed to do life alone and it's nice to have your person at work because you spend 40 hours a week there more than likely, if not more. So it's always a good idea to have someone that you can confide in, that you can trust. And also it's always, it's also nice when you can find somebody who also shares your faith and is going to give you relationship, not relationship advice, but just like advice in general through the lens of, of our faith. Yes. Um, but when it comes to like being a boss, um, also, um, it's hard, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes. It depends on how you came to, if you came into it and you were from outside and you came in, and you were the boss. That's one thing that can like influence how relationships go. It can take some extra work. Yes. To make those happen. Um, and then if you started from the inside and you moved up. That can also, you might have to, Sarah and I were just talking about putting on, hey, I have my friendship hat on and I'm going to give you this advice. Or sometimes it's like, hey, I've got on my work hat and I need to tell you this with no, like there's no personal, no strings attached. This is just what I need to tell you. For sure. And I need you to respond on a professional standpoint. And so I think boundaries um, and intentional communication from that side is really important when we were talking about work relationships. I agree. Um, this person who wrote in mm-hmm. with this question um, is asking from the perspective of a young boss, mm-hmm. a young entrepreneur, um, asking about the fine line between being a mentor, a friend, a boss. Also, what's strictly business expectations versus personal relationship or friendship expectations? Um, and this person wrote, I feel like there's a time and a place for leading by example, delegating responsibilities, shaping behaviors and being quote unquote bossy. Um, and she just would love to hear our experience. Um, and y'all, it it is a fine dance. I don't always get it right, Same, but we're all trying. Yep. (laughs) Um, the first advice that I would give, I've been told by so many people and podcasts that you do not need to have a personal and a personal relationship with the people that you work with on a professional level. And I completely disagree. Yeah, I do too. I think that the leaders in my life who I have loved and respected most mm-hmm. 
were the leaders that they were because they showed that they truly cared about me Mm -hmm. on a genuine personal level. They cared about my well-being. If I was sick, Mm -hmm. they asked me to stay at home and Mm -hmm. not come in. If I was struggling with something at work, they would say, hey, I noticed you've been struggling with this. That's not like you, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, you mess this up. You don't need to do that next time. Like they always saw the best in me, but always expected the best in me. Yes. And I think that that's because they saw me as a hu- human being with emotions and with a life. Mm-hmm. And not a means to an end. Not, yes. And not just being used. Mm-hmm. Also, when you're in an office or in a workspace with people every day or multiple times a week, how how do you even not just like become friends with someone. Oh yeah. I'm so vested, like just for reference, Liz and I both have the privilege of being the leaders where we are at work. Mm -hmm. And I have 11 girls, all that are younger than me. Then they're young. I'm 27. Mm -hmm. Um, who I have the pleasure of employing. It's my favorite part of my job. Yeah. It's also my least favorite part of my job because (laughs) I want to make sure I do a really good job. Yeah. At navigating one, a bunch of girls working together. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes emotions can be high mm-hmm. and sometimes feelings can get hurt. Right. And I, sometimes I feel like a referee, but I've been blessed with literally the best girls on the planet mm-hmm. who know each other's hearts and know my heart. And that makes the job so awesome. Yeah. It makes it so awesome. And I cannot imagine not caring about each one of those girls mm-hmm. on a personal level. And I do. We've been through engagements and weddings and uh, children. Uh, sh- yes, children. Shelby just had her first baby boy. And we've even said so long to some managers who got pregnant with twins. I've had two of my employees get pregnant with twins. And <laughs> Something uh, in the I'm water. like, Lord, don't drink the water at poppies. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But, um, but, I mean, it's been such a joy to watch girls graduate and go off to college and pursue their dreams yeah. and to grow. I've had several employees that I was their first job, and mm-hmm. and they're still with me years and years later, and they get promoted. I have several well, – all three of my full-time girls right now were promoted from part-time positions and decided to stay yeah. for whatever reason. I'm very thankful Love that they it. did. But I, it's my goal to create a, a place where people – the majority of the time want to come to work. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, just like Liz said, um, and I could go on and on about it. I'm sorry if I talk too long, but it's what I'm passionate about. Um, you can be friend and you can be mentor and you can be boss. Mm -hmm. I think first with boss, set the foundation of your expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, this has meant, hey, we have a routine around here. We have lists that we do. We have a chain of command. Mm-hmm. We have um, ways to give feedback mm-hmm. to leaders. Um, we have ways for leaders to give feedback to the not leaders. Yeah. Um, expectations are clear. They're communicated nicely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we strive to do anyway. Again, we don't always get it perfect. Um, so yeah, so that way you don't have to get mad at anybody for something trivial like, oh man, there's dust on the floor or whatever right. your job is, you know, mm-hmm. oh man, this wasn't keyed in correctly or this email wasn't sent or whatever that expectations already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and setting expectations isn't being bossy. It's being a good leader. Yeah. And you can do that in a way with like a checklist or a board in your office mm-hmm. or you know, team meetings regularly. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. Or even personal check-ins. That's some, Absolutely. That, because There's so many ways to go Oh, my gosh, it. yeah. Like, I have a fear that my, I, I never want my staff to feel like they can't come to me. I know. And that, that helps build that personal relationship. And sometimes it, even when we're having those check-ins on a professional standpoint, I say, how are you personally? Are you doing okay? Yes. Do you need anything? Would you like to share anything? And sometimes you'd be surprised at the things that they don't tell you on a day to day, but when you ask intentionally in those in you know in those closed door moments, they're like, "Here's what's going on in my life," and sometimes they just they just need a listening ear, and you get to be that person. Yes, I think that it can be a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and if those expectations are set up for just the day to day things, 
then that makes confrontation much less frequent. Mm-hmm. And also it makes your confrontation moments more valuable for times where you like actually need to confront them. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can say, Hey, I'm so sorry. I've got to put on a boss hat. Yeah. This is what was going on. Or can you tell me what was going on so that we can fix it and move on? And really that's that. Um, I totally struggle with the constant anxiety of being a boss, being yeah. worried about my staff, being worried about the things that I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know if that's something that will go away. <laughs> also like it's a mother's type anxiety. I think it, it just comes to the territory sometimes. It does. And, and it does come with the Enneagram three-ness of myself as well. I know that you can re- resonate too, Liz, because you're mm-hmm. a wing three, but um, I think that, Setting the foundation, giving a place for feedback both both directions toward mm-hmm. your employees and for your employees toward you, um, keeping it professional. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I heard on one of my favorite podcasts, Entree Leadership with Ken Coleman, is to have three core beliefs. Don't have like, of course, we have a handbook for like legal reasons. Every right. company does. But um, have three core beliefs, maybe even just three words, like a mantra to go by. And ours, like two of ours, is positive, productive, and the other one is excellent. Mm -hmm. And that's really the filter through everything. So if there's gossip going on in the store, it's not positive positive. or productive. If someone's on their phone too much, mm, not not productive. productive. Mm -hmm. It's not excellent either. So... If you're constantly setting the tone with your three mantra words, or it may just be one mantra word or whatever, then the tone has been set, the temperature has been set, because as a leader, you are the uh, thermostat, not the thermometer. That's right. Um, Then everything else will kind of fall into place. You might have a few hiccups every now and then, Mm -hmm. but I think just having awareness and praying for wisdom Yes. This is the cheesiest. I pray for wisdom on how to run my business every single day. I pray for my girls. I mm-hmm. pray for them individually. I want them to succeed. I want them to have a great life. Mm-hmm. I want them mm-hmm. to do well at home and in work. That's right. And I think that when you show that you care, that everything else really does fall into place. It really does. And there are going to be hard confrontational times. Because we're human. But I will say this. If it's bothering you enough... And you're wondering if you should confront it, mm-hmm. confront it. Yep. And just Don't let it ask a question. Just say, hey, what's mm-hmm. going on with this? Mm-hmm. And just see where the conversation goes. That's it. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Those are some really great pieces of advice. I feel like those it's are applicable. It's a long time of <laughs> doing this. Sarah's been a girl boss longer than I have, and I learned so much from her. But I let her fool y'all. Look, she employs many more people than me. <laughs> that, hey, hey, that's okay. But it's um, it's just such a it's such a unique experience and just a unique time. And it's also a great idea to have some people in your corner that you can call on. Like I know when oh, I need advice, yes. I call Sarah. I and call there's it. there's been times when she's <laughs> need advice and she'll call me. And it's nice to have someone who um, it's there's no strings attached and you know you can have. I've said that so many times tonight, but you can. There's no judgment. This you is can, how the conversation starts. It'll go. She'll say, hey, how you doing, girl? And I'm like, tell me if I'm overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> but, that's so, but that's so real. I'm like, okay, girl. But, that, but you need those people, so I encourage you to seek those people out, too. Yes. I hope that that answered all of your questions. Um, we are so excited the next two weeks that we have two amazing guests. I do want to revert back to one of the questions and do a disclaimer. I have seen a couple of couples who, where one was a non-believer and the other one was, Mm -hmm. come to grow and have a strong faith together. So I hope that no one mistook me for saying, I personally don't think it's the best way to start a relationship for it being impossible. Mm -hmm. I do want to speak to the girls, though, that are waiting out for that, and that may never come. So just watch out Mm -hmm. for the toxic signs and be aware um, 
of what being unequally yoked may be doing to your own heart mm-hmm. and your own faith. That's all that I meant by that. Yeah. I hope that that was clarified earlier, but I just want to take a moment to clarify that now. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I'm definitely not here to be judgmental. All things are possible with God. Amen. I think that, like, if your relationship is what brings somebody to Christ, praise, praise God. God. However, if you're stuck in a toxic cycle with that type of thing, it yeah. may not be a praise God moment. They may need to come to faith themselves. Let the Lord guide you. For sure. That's so, so good. Y'all, that wraps up this, our Q&A. Yes. Thank you for your cues. I hope you love the A's. <laughs> but we love you guys. We hope y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here. We're so excited to um, speak with our dear friend. And um, one of my neighbors lives down the street from yes. me. Her name is Whitney R. Simpson. Y'all have heard us re- refer to her podcast, mm-hmm. Exploring Peace Meditation. So good. Um, literally one of the things that got me through the pandemic and through several anxiety attacks mm-hmm. um, was listening to her podcast so if you want to become familiar with Whitney and her voice and her meditations find exploring peace meditations wherever you listen to podcast that episode will air next Tuesday um and we're going to be talking about her testimony with yoga and meditation and just all the Lord is doing through her ministry with exploring peace y'all are going to love um, it I'm so proud of her mm-hmm. and all the milestones that she's had with her podcast, but really for her genuine heart and following mm-hmm. what the Lord has put on her heart to do. So anyway, we can't wait. Yes. We'll see y'all then. See you later. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.